0: Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The ultimate film television podcast. Featuring Mike Winkler. Alistair Engelhart. Daniel English. Jeremy Larson and Jason Cabase created by friends, all film lovers. We feature in-depth discussions. And Celebrity Interviews. This podcast is available on all major platforms. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews Podcast. On this episode... Our song, Retrospective, comes to an end. Depth discussions, so this podcast will include spoilers. This retrospective by Mike Winkler and Jason Kovacic. And now, our discussion on Saw the Final Chapter and Jigsaw. Ladies and gentlemen, the game has come to an end. The final chapter and... not the final chapter?
1: But has it really come to an end, though? We've got Spiral coming out.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm still dumbfounded by the fact that the last one's called the final chapter, even though technically it's called Saw 3D, even though they waited seven movies to do one in 3D. I mean,
1: six movies before they did the seventh one in 3D. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I could definitely tell the movie was shot differently and they definitely did things differently that I don't know if it all worked.
1: I will disagree with you on that, but hey, that's up for debate. Uh, Wait, no, sorry,
0: Jeremy's not here, I have to say it. It's subjective. It is subjective, and in Saw, the last uh, retrospective will be subjective.
1: Exactly. So, let's dive headfirst right into the final chapter. So, guess the budget.
0: Uh, I think it was somewhere around 19 to 20 mil.
1: 20 mil. Guess the okay. box office number. About 120
0: 130.
1: 136.1. Okay. Yeah, but guess Jigsaw. Uh
0: what Jigsaw's budget was? Uh give me a hint, more expensive or lower? I'll let you guess. Okay, I'll guess this one first. Is it more expensive? No. Cheaper. Yep. Uh 12 million. Close. Okay. 10 mil. Wow. They really shot it that cheap. Well, to be fair, what actors really were in Jigsaw that were even known actors to begin with? Not many.
1: Exactly. Then guess the box office number.
0: I'm going to say a little over 100 mil. 103. Okay. Well, I mean, I can kind of see again, I don't really know. I mean, Saw, the final chapter's numbers were not outstanding. I guess it turned a profit, sure. But was it good enough to go back to this for Jigsaw?
1: For Jigsaw? No, I don't think so. I don't know, why, honestly, why they decided it was a good idea to go ahead and make another movie seven years later.
0: Especially a movie that, um, by the time we get to the end of it, just kind of feels like it's a tacked-on story.
1: Yeah. but it wasn't really a need for it, but hey... No all right so diving into this here dr gordon has survived his test after sawing off his foot to escape the bathroom and along the way he cauterizes his ankle stump with a steam pipe five years later another game takes place in a home improvement storefront of a public square where two shoplifters brad and ryan are bound to opposite sides of a work table, secured to a sliding carriage with buzz saws, while their mutual lover, Dina, is suspended above a third saw. The men have 60 seconds to shove the saws into their opponent to save Dina, who had manipulated both of them into fulfilling her needs by committing crimes. Realizing her betrayal, Ryan and Brad concede a truce and they drive the saw blade towards Dina, bisecting her.
0: Um. Okay. Um. I'm going to start with my first gripe about the beginning of the movie. Okay. First of all, I like seeing the dock again. I like seeing that. I'm I'm disappointed that it took this long to see that. <clears throat> um. But uh, that's not really my, my gripe. Uh, my gripe really is this opening trap. Is it cool? Was it neat to see a trap out in the open for everybody to see? Yes. But did it play any part in the story whatsoever? No.
1: Did any of the beginning traps in any of the movies really play a part in the story? Minus one and two, mm-hmm. not really.
0: No, the, the the only one that kind of was is that trap where the guy was uh, had his um eyes sewn shut and they were he was pulling with the guy with the chain. They did reference that later in the movie about the guy that was involved in that trap that survived was somehow linked to what was going on, but that pretty much was it. To that extent, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I liked the fact that they showed the doc back in this a lot. Um, like I said, it had been far too long before we really got anything else with him, or whether or not he was going to be involved in anything from the story here on out. But my favorite thing about it is it gave you that hint: like, is he going to play a major part in this at by the end of it? Like, What role is he going to have in the end of this? Don't you
0: wish, though, that he would have had more screen time in this film other than maybe three scenes?
1: I, I, I wish that he would have gotten more, but I liked how they used him. I liked how they used him a lot in this movie because in different integral parts of this, like at the very beginning of the movie, uh, showing him cauterizing the wound.
0: Mm. Uh
1: I like that. Towards, like, the middle of it, when they were having that um, group meeting where there was the different uh, saw the game survivors mm-hmm. of uh, Kramer, and him coming in there being that snide person.
0: Yeah, I did like that. I-, I did like that quite a bit. I like how they brought him back. I thought they did a very good job of bringing him back. Um, I-, I guess... And then- and know. then
1: it was that last scene of him, uh, the movie that he was in, where mm-hmm. he uh, kidnapped Hoffman, wearing the by wearing, having that pig mask on that you've seen throughout the entirety of this uh, series, mm-hmm. and the reveal that you know it was Hoffman behind, or not Hoffman, but uh Gordon behind, uh everything involving uh, Kramer, really at that point. Like well, he was, was the real he was the real like true accomplice to carry out uh john's big uh John's will at that point in time
0: well, that made a lot of sense because when you go back and you look at the movies, there were a lot of things that had to do with a lot of surgical things you know getting getting the the key and everything in the stomach the right way without damaging um being able to pull it out without fairly killing somebody like for instance, in this movie when um he has to pull the key out with the fish with fish hook in her stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, an average person that doesn't have any medical training would not have been able to put that precisely in the right spot that wouldn't have killed somebody pulling it out. Everything had to be precise, and Kramer wasn't a doctor, so it made a lot of sense that a doctor was somehow tied to every single one of these procedures that involved tearing your skin open or, or whatever it may be.
1: Exactly. And I think that was a brilliant usage of uh Carriolis' character oh, yeah. throughout the series was finding out that he was behind all these subtle things that you never noticed until the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. And that's really what ended up driving me to like this movie as much as I did.
0: Um, Yeah. I guess if there's one positive thing for me to take away from this movie, it was the payoff at the end. Everything kind of came together and made sense pretty well. Um, Like you and I have talked about, it took far too many movies to get to this point point. There was so much that went on, that was so much filler, so much bullshit, that we could have gotten this payoff a lot sooner. Probably, maybe even two or three movies sooner than what we got it. Um, and I, I mean, do you think maybe seeing the doc along the way would have improved the movie's uh, longevity going this far?
1: I don't know. I think mm-hmm. they might have. I I think they could have made them worse if they would have done that.
0: Like, the payoff wouldn't have been as... Um, it would
1: not have been anywhere near as... Yeah, it would not have had mm-hmm. as big of an impact.
0: Yeah, I think I think what it is, is it's not so much that. I think it has to do with that they dragged on Hoffman's story far too long. No, they
1: definitely did. hmm
0: And, and I, what I don't understand, too, is that, you know, Hoffman is very underutilized in this last movie. Um, He really has no screen time until, like, the last 20 minutes. Um. And I got to say, too, uh, the guy, the, the two guys that played the lead cops in this movie, they were weak as hell. By far the weakest of them all.
1: Does that surprise you at all, though?
0: No. No. The one guy that was hired to, uh, what was his name? Um, was it Gordon? Was his name Gordon? Not Gordon. Um, yeah, Gordon. The, the, cop, the, the, the agent Gordon who was protecting Jill. Okay? Yeah. First of all, his acting was... Very subpar at best, I could have thought of a lot of different people who probably could have played that part better, but he 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 was so stupid on how he did a lot of things, and he was so he was so behind Hoffman's game, like it got to the point where like, why is this guy even an agent? He just seemed really stupid,
1: oh dude, I know,
0: yeah, not written but very well.
1: this was not surprising at all mm. but anyway, so diving back into the movie here after witnessing hoffman's survival from his trap jill Tuck seeks help from internal affairs detective matt gibson and offers to incriminate gibson. hoffman in exchange gibson. for protection yeah. and immunity mm-hmm. meanwhile hoffman abducts a gang of skinhead white supremacists and place them in a trap at an abandoned junkyard that kills all four of them He also captures Bobby Dagan, a self-help guru who achieved fame and fortune by falsifying a story of his own survival. Bobby awakens in an abandoned psychiatric hospital and is informed that he has one hour to save his wife, Joyce, who is chained to a steel platform that gradually pulls her down as she watches Bobby's progress. After escaping his cage hanging over a floor of spikes, Bobby navigates his way through the asylum, attempting to complete his other test and to rescue Nina, his publicist; Suzanne, his lawyer, and Kale, his best friend, all who knew uh, all who knew of Bobby's lies and aided him in fabricating a story. But despite his efforts, all of them are killed in their, retrospe- in their respective traps. Bobby eventually unlocks the door with the combination from his upper wisdom teeth and reunites with his wife.
0: Well, we should mention a little cameo in this movie from the, the late uh, Linkin Park lead singer here. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. I kept, I was dying. When I had heard that he was supposed to be making a, a part in this film, I yeah. was kind of curious where they were going to fit him in at. I, would I have wanted him to have a little bit bigger role? Sure. But the fact that he did as well as he did during this, like, I was kind of happy with.
0: Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a good placement of of doing a cameo. Um, the the whole trap scheme in that part was actually very innovative, too, you know, with the with the car linking to every single piece of each of the th- other three people dying by each piece that happens. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, I, I you know, I watched it again today and I saw that I, I'd forgotten that he was made a cameo in the movie. And all I could think of was like, wow, this is the first time I've seen this um, since his death. And, uh, that, that death is still, it's still tough to even believe.
1: Oh, I know. True talent. Uh, But anyway, going back into this here, what did you think of the, uh, well, first of all, what did you think of Sean Patrick Flannery's acting in this?
0: Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. You know, I, I I guess it just kind of felt like, in, in, in parts, it was good. I think the, the stuff was okay when he was going through the game. It was pretty good. I think all the stuff leading up to it, when he was doing his book tour stuff and his uh, focus group and stuff like that, it was just kind of meh. But um, once we got into the actual traps and he was trying to save his wife's life and different people that were involved in his life, that was pretty good.
1: No, I liked it a lot. I liked... uh the contra- the stark contrast from where everyone knows him being uh, Boondock Saints, the, his mm-hmm. character there to playing this redneck who just happened to watch something on the news and falsified that story uh, to get him fame and fortune mm-hmm. but, uh, with the self-help guru shit. But I think it was a great uh, use of him go- like going from one movie like uh Boondock Saints to something completely different than uh Saw.
0: Yeah, no, that was a pretty cool jump. Um because really his I mean his his acting resume is not very widely known. I mean Boondock Saints I think is mainly what he's known for. hmm Um I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that he's been in that's been notable So I guess, yeah, seeing him here was quite the surprise.
1: It really was. But I liked it a lot.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting back into this here, uh, Gibson discovers the location of Bobby's game and sends a SWAT team who are sealed in another room and killed by toxic gas. Finding Hoffman's command center, Gibson realizes that Hoffman gained access to the police station during the games, having been brought into the morgue in a body bag with the intent of hunting down Jill. Before he is able to warn the station, Gibson is killed by an automatic turret gun along with both of his men. Bobby is forced to reenact his supposed escape from the trap he survived by driving two hooks through his pectoral muscles and hoisting himself above the ceiling to deactivate Joyce's trap. However, before Bobby is able to close the circuit, his strength fails and he falls, unable to continue. As the time expires, a brazen bull capsule closes around Joyce and incinerates her. Hoffman infiltrates the police station, killing everyone in his path before reaching Jill and restrains her with the original reverse bear trap, which kills her. Mm
0: -hmm. That was a bummer. I I was sad to kind of see Jill die because there's a moment in the movie where you actually think that she might prevail and
1: but here's the thing that, like, it felt like it was a like, full circle, like, coming mm-hmm. about with this, sure, like, especially with the reverse bear trap. I was expecting it,
0: mm hmm, that made sense. Um, so yeah. it, it
1: just felt kind of right that that was the way that it ended up going,
0: yeah. I mean, her death felt like it kind of almost had to happen, um, in a way, um. All right, because her
1: death is really what caused Hoffman's downfall.
0: That's true. That is really true, because really, to be honest, without her kind of pulling the strings after Kramer's death, he probably wouldn't have continued the game.
1: No, not at all.
0: So, yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then we get to the last little bit here. Hoffman then destroys his workshop and begins to leave town, but is subdued by three pig-masked figures of which the leader reveals himself to be Dr. Gordon, now an accomplice to Jigsaw, who found him after he escaped from the bathroom and ordered him to protect Jill to fulfill his legacy. Gordon shackles Hoffman in the same bathroom where he was tested before tossing the hacksaw he had used to saw his foot off with out of the room and seals the door, leaving Hoffman to die.
0: I did like how the movie ended. I, I thought that was a nice full-circle moment.
1: Well, it was, especially like... Yeah, it really was a full circle moment because the movie, the series began with them be, with Hoffman being in the bathroom chained up with a, a chained up by his foot in there mm-hmm. and ends with him walking out of there, leaving Hoffman in this from the same room, leaving Hoffman in there to die with throwing mm-hmm. that hat chainsaw out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, um, uh, I guess the only question I have at the end of this. And maybe you can answer this for me because I didn't really still didn't get it after a second watch. um at the end, when we have Hoffman being grabbed by Gordon, who are the other two in the masks?
1: uh we, they never really said it could have just been um a couple of people that Kramer had uh you know told to help Hoffman or not help Hoffman but help Gordon uh in the events that Jill ended up dying.
0: That's possible. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of an interesting thing to leave out at the end. I would have liked to have seen those guys unmasked, too, to see maybe if they were somehow people we'd seen before, too.
1: Well, I'm, I mean, you can speculate all you want, but, I mean, we'll never know. Which I'm personally not enough. knowing there. Yeah. But the when Gordon got revealed as, you know, being the real ringleader behind uh, John... Mm-hmm. After after he had found uh gordon and you know had told him to keep uh pro- keep eyes on jill protect her mm-hmm. you know make sure that his legacy lives on shows
0: that he was the real apprentice the entire time like that i had said do you feel like gordon couldn't have could have done a better job protecting jill than what he did
1: I feel he could have, but at the same time, I have a feeling like he was behind the reason why she was able to live for so long. Then,
0: that's true because she did last an awfully long—well, far as we know, a very long time. The whole timeline of this of this series is very jumbled. You have to basically read that article that we talked about to really understand the timeline of things that really go on during this whole thing. Yeah. But okay, well, okay, so um, best trap, best trap, um. Hmm. I think I like the car trap the best. Um, I liked how each piece of the car between getting started, chain breaking, smash the face, pull the guy's mouth out, and then run the other guy down, and then he flies out the vehicle. I thought that was kind of a cool little four-part trap in one.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I got to go with that one as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was just really innovative, and I think it might have been one of the coolest traps probably in the series, too. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we go to Jigsaw the series it's no longer the final chapter so therefore I think the final chapter can now be called Saw the movie we thought was the end that is that it's no longer the end
1: or just Saw 3D
0: Fair enough. I think they should just drop the final chapter from it because it's not it's not so Okay, so yeah, Jigsaw. Um I guess initial thoughts on this. When when I saw the movie the first time I immediately ended up thinking, why does this need to exist? Because the final chapter, I thought, basically put to rest everything that needed to really be answered. Um, and then after I finished Jigsaw, I walked down and thought, okay, it was entertaining. But what did it bring new to the story that it hadn't already been done? Nothing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Nothing. It brought nothing to the table. No. It brought absolutely nothing. There was no place for it really. There was no need to have it in here. Like the them wrapping the nice, neat, pretty bow on uh in Saw 3D, that should have been the end of it there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel like too, like watching this, why is this movie called Jigsaw? Because is it really even about him?
1: I more so I guess about his legacy. I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, I know the initial title for this movie was Saw Legacy, and I kind of think they should have stuck to that title because that would have made more sense than Jigsaw.
1: Oh, easily. Yeah, it should have. Mm -hmm. But uh, what can you do? Anyway. Mistakes. Yep. So let's get into this. Nearly a decade after the death of John Kramer, criminal Edgar Munson is pursued by the police. After being cornered by detectives Halloran and Keith Hunt, he claims that he must start another game in exchange for his own survival and activates a remote trigger before it gets shot out of his hand. However, a shot hits Edgar in the chest and he collapses. Elsewhere, five people, Mitch, Anna, Ryan, Carly, an unconscious man, awaken inside a barn with buckets on their heads and chains around their necks. A tape recording from John Kramer explains that they have have all sinned and must sacrifice some blood to survive before the chains begin pulling them towards a wall of buzz saws. Most of the group survives by cutting themselves except for the unconscious man who awakens too late. Their next test reveals that Carly is a purse snatcher who accidentally caused the death of an asthmatic woman. To save the others from being hanged, she must inject herself with one of three needles One containing an antidote to a poison in her system, another one saline, and the last one acid. She refuses, so Ryan stabs her with all three, killing her and saving the others.
0: Okay, so my thoughts are basically this. What at the beginning of this movie was supposed to be the appealing message for this to continue?
1: Ooh, blood and guts.
0: You pretty much nailed it right on the head right there.
1: I mean, look at any horror movie that's come out nowadays, not really that worth it.
0: Well, the thing of it is, too, is that I almost feel as though, like, we're opening this movie up the same way as every other Saw movie. I would think that if you were going to go out of your way to bring a series back that should have basically been done, that you should bring something immediately to the table that's different than what we've already seen before. And this just does not do it.
1: Exactly. But... That's again, we're just we're we're not surprised by any of the things that they're trying to do anymore at this
0: point, really. No. So keep going with the explanation.
1: Oh, Halloran and Hunt investigate the discovery of corpses that appear to be un the unconscious man and Carly, whose deaths fit John's modus operandi. Halloran becomes suspicious of pathologists Logan Nelson and Eleanor Bonneville later edgar is abducted from the hospital and his corpse is found inside john's grave where it is exhumed by the police meanwhile ryan attempts to escape through a door with the words no exit on it but his legs fall through loose floorboards and is ensnared by wires another tape recorder reveals that he will be punished for breaking the rules and must pull a lever to be set free Anna and Mitch enter a silo and are trapped inside, forcing Ryan to pull the lever and sever his leg to rescue them.
0: I mean, I, right now I'm just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded because I, I, as I'm listening to you explain this story, I just can't keep thinking. I just keep, can't keep asking the question: Is why. At
1: this point, we Got to look at it as why not? That's what's really in the minds of them.
0: Well, what, what, what? what my question to you is: When did you uh, first see this movie?
1: About a week ago.
0: So, when you watched it, what was your initial thoughts out of the gate while you were watching it?
1: Why am I sitting here wasting my time?
0: So there was nothing in the movie that was even saying, "Hmm, this is interesting" or "This is interesting." It was just flat out.
1: It was just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just there was nothing about this that really resonated with me at all.
0: I mean, it's fair. I mean I, I can't sit here and disagree with you because it's true. I'd say keep going. I don't really know even know what to say at this point.
1: <laughs> I I don't either. And that's why I'm just like, all right, let's just get through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleanor reveals to Logan that she is a fangirl of jigsaw and has built replicas of many of his traps in her studio, but now fears that this might incriminate her. Hunt follows them and informs Halloran. elsewhere. Mitch is revealed to have sold a motorcycle with a faulty brake to John's nephew, resulting in his death and is tested by being lowered into a funnel with spiral shaped blade powered with a spiral shaped blade powered by a motorcycle engine inside. He attempts to stop the blade by reaching a break at the bottom of the funnel, but is ultimately killed. Halloran finds a corpse appearing to be Mitch in Eleanor's studio and calls for her and Logan's arrest. Logan convinces Hunt to let them go after telling him that the bullet which hit Edgar was fired by Halloran, whom he and Eleanor suspect is the new jigsaw killer. Eleanor deduces the game's location and she and Logan depart for the barn, while with Halloran in pursuit, meanwhile Hunt finds jigsaw-shaped pieces of flesh in Halloran's freezer, for, further incriminating Halloran.
0: I will give this movie credit for one thing: the movie actually wrote some decent characters in this movie. Some characters I found to be interesting. Um, these are characters that I maybe I would have liked to have seen in some of the other Middle Saw movies that might have been a little interesting. And uh have made maybe some of the middle films better than what they were. Um I mean, yeah, I can understand that. And you know, we, we get
1: a little bit more of a reason, I guess, why uh there's more like why there's more of the game going on and speak and a lot of it's really because of the fact that uh John's nephew uh was sold that fall fault that faulty motorcycle and died. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a nice little touch there. Like, there's still that connection to Kramer in some way.
0: But, yeah, there's some pieces in this movie that uh, if they they could take some of the good out, there's some things that might have actually made this movie interesting. It just doesn't go in the direction that it could have to have made this more interesting. Yeah. Um, Like, they could have
1: done so much more with this.
0: Yeah, I think there's a story in here that might have been worth telling. I just think that they fell into some of the same old tropes that was in the movies before instead of doing things, you know, better. Which I kind of think why I'm encouraged by what I'm hearing about Spiral because they're kind of saying all the things that they should have been saying when they made this one.
1: I, we're going to have to wait and see. I'm not going to hold on to hope on that one either.
0: No, low expectations.
1: But, again, expect. it's just we're going to have to wait and see.
0: hmm
1: Anyway... In the barn, Anna and Ryan are shackled to pipes at opposite ends of the room. Uh, Kramer, apparently still alive, confronts them and reveals that Anna suffocated her baby and framed her husband. And Ryan caused his friend's death in a car accident. For their final test, he leaves them a shotgun loaded with one shell and departs, saying that it is the key to their survival. Anna tries to shoot Ryan, but the gun backfires and kills her. Ryan fights finds the keys among the debris hidden inside the shell and is dest- and destroyed in the blast with no way to free himself he is left to die logan and eleanor ambushed by Halloran at the barn eleanor escapes while Halloran is drugged by an unseen assailant logan and Halloran awaken in collars freak with laser cutters and are told to confess their sins to survive Halloran forces Logan to go first, and he confesses to mislabeling John's x-rays years prior, causing his cancer to go undiagnosed. Despite confessing, Logan is apparently killed. Halloran then admits to allowing criminals to walk free for personal gain, and his collar deactivates. Logan is revealed to still be alive, and also the man who apparently died in the first barn game, which occurred ten years prior. Deciding that Logan should not die over an honest mistake, John saved him and recruited him as his first apprentice. Logan then reveals that he framed Halloran as the new Jigsaw killer and as as revenge for releasing Edgar, who killed Logan's wife, and that he recreated the barn games using other criminals that Halloran let go as victims. Claiming that he and Halloran were the final participants and that Halloran broke the rules by forcing him to go first, Logan reactivates the collar and slices Halloran's head open.
0: See, this movie is filled with so many tropes that's been done before. Yet again, we're given another person that was an apprentice of John. That seems to be the only explanation for why people continue the game. It's all about being an apprentice. You know, there is such a thing as a copycat killer. It doesn't have to always be John being the influence.
1: No, right, you gotta. Figure, but there's not really gonna be a case of a copycat killer uh, when it comes to these kind of games and these kind of deaths. It's always gonna follow John's mo. You know that if that's the case, that we're gonna be looking at someone who ended, up, who was truly, actually our apprentice. But the problem with this is, do we did we see any connection to him and John, like any actual connection?
0: Well, that's exactly it. Because let's let's look at the timeline. Because of the look at
1: the, look at the original movies. You mm-hmm. saw you saw John and a, you saw Kramer and Amanda working together mm-hmm. during flashbacks. You saw him and Hoffman working together in flashbacks. You definitely saw him and Gordon working together in flashbacks from the last movie because he right. was the one that set up all these elaborate uh, uh-huh. traps with John, where right. he, you know he had the surgically placed keys and different objects inside people where they'd have to cut themselves open right. without killing them. Right.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like it's so many people that were involved, and that's why the timeline is so screwed up, because it's like he had all these different people involved. So we're getting to a point where, again, we have the timeline that just seems like it's all jumbled, and it's just all being thrown together for shock value instead of it actually making sense.
1: Exactly. and It's just I just, it just was such a disappointing movie.
0: Too a lot of potential, and it just, yeah, it just a lot of it just didn't work. And I, from what I understand, the reason why they didn't go forth with continuing the story from this movie is because I think it was lack of enthusiasm. There was just nothing to to build off of at the end of this movie to continue a story from.
1: Exactly, there was no need to. No. So okay. that being said, favorite trap question mark.
0: Um, I mean, I liked some of the barn traps. Um, I thought they were kind of interesting. But, I mean, a lot of the traps, again, in this movie, I felt like were a lot of been there, done that, replicating what we've already seen. So, really, for me to pick one out, I mean, it's just kind of me picking out one that I've kind of already seen.
1: Laser trap.
0: Okay, yeah, the laser trap probably is the one trap that we hadn't seen before. So, okay, you know what? I'll probably go with you on that one because... That we hadn't seen something like a laser before, so yeah. Yeah, That was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I wouldn't have mind seeing more things like that. Exactly. So,
1: now that this is all said and done, Mm -hmm. ranking from worst to best.
0: Okay, so... Saw 1, of course, is number one. Worst. to best. Oh worst to best. Um I mean based I'm gonna base this ba- I'm gonna base on my rewatches. Long and hard about I'm this. gonna base it upon my rewatches, based upon what ones entertain me the most. It's very tough for me to pick the worst one between the final chapter and um in Saw Three. I'm 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 gonna give Saw three the worst just because it dragged on it and it's by far close to two hours long and it's just way too long. Whereas at least the final chapter was 90 minutes, so it didn't feel like it was overly done, it still moved. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna go saw three, uh then the final chapter. Um Saw six Jigsaw, um, saw two, uh, saw four, saw five, saw one.
1: Okay. So for me, saw three, with hands down, bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh then it's gonna have to go jigsaw. Okay. Then saw four.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I, again saw four was not good. It was just minutely better than three. That just goes to show where that just goes high. to show where jigsaw
0: is set. Yeah, yeah. And bar wasn't set very high after saw three, that's for sure.
1: But yeah, so it was three jigsaw, then four. Then I'm going to have to go five, then six. Then I'm going to have to, after that, uh, the third spot, I'm going to have to give it the saw two. Mm uh-huh. hmm then I'm going to have to go Saw 3D and then Saw what the original Saw.
0: Wow, you thought Saw 3D was right behind 1.
1: Uh, the things that they did uh, cinematically in this movie, I thought were just leaps and bounds better than everything else we've seen at that point, minus 1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was the, like I said, it was... It was when you saw Gordon at the beginning of this movie, and my it just sent my mind racing throughout the entire film, like, all right, what role is he going to play in this film?
0: My mind kept yeah. going, like,
1: what are, where is this going after he showed up at that self-help meeting?
0: Yeah, I mean, where, that was and then it was
1: And then it was the reveal that he was the real actual accompl- or apprentice of John's. Mm-hmm that John had entrusted, you know, Jill's safety to him. And it was saying that he was the one behind putting all of these, uh, traps together, really that J- he, John needed help with, like with the anything surgical, like getting inside their body, the right. key behind the eyeball,
0: stuff like that. Well, that part was interesting. And that's why I said like the last, the last 20 or 25 minutes, um, were pretty good at the end of the movie. I, and, I, I guess- then if,
1: and then it was the, it, this was just straight because I thought it was a moment of, ha ha, you got what the fuck you deserve moment for Dagon. Yeah. Uh, When he went through all of these traps that he said that he had survived sure. before and everyone that had helped him with the cover story all ended up dying because of him.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean so, that worked. I mean I mean it made sense. I mean he got he got what he deserved. I mean there's no question And then there. it was
1: like okay. I think the flashiest trap that we've had in the series at least beginning of the movie or beginning of the series wise mm-hmm. was at the beginning of this movie where the saw with the saw table with the two guys and the girl tangling up over above.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are some things in that movie that I that I I guess I just felt like up until the last 20 minutes, it didn't feel like it was the final movie to me. Um, I just felt like there was a lot going on in that movie that just felt like what we'd seen before and what we've done before And the last 20 minutes was final. Like, OK, here's finally why it's the final chapter.
1: But that those last 20 minute, 30 minutes of the movie were why this movie was so good. Yeah. Because, I, 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 yeah, it felt like another, I will admit, it felt like another run of the mill Saw movie. Mm-hmm. The first, like, half or 60% of the movie. But then it's that last, like, 40 uh, to 50% of the movie where things picked up out of nowhere that it's like, holy shit, this movie is so much better because of it. And then it's going back, all these different things going on, it makes you go back to. The beginning of the Saw franchise, and go back just like it's sort of like how The Sixth Sense, I guess, for a lot of people worked out, mm-hmm. at least for yeah. me, where mm-hmm. it was there was all the different these different things that you missed that you would go through and rewatch again, and you pick up on it, and then you miss you somehow miss something else that got explained in the last, and then you go back and rewatch it, pick it up again.
0: It's kind of like you almost felt as though like you should have suspected Gordon all along because, you know, he was like the doctor and all the things kind of hinted at a doctor would take all this. So it's almost like we feel like we should have known this all along. And then the movie punches us in the face and says, hello. Hello. It was right in front of you the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's what I said. I like the last 20 or 30 minutes. I thought the last 20 or 30 minutes was really well done. But I and thought
1: that those last like 30, 40 minutes of the movie were why, like, were enough for the reason to push this movie up as high as it bid.
0: That's fair. That's a fair enough opinion. I can understand that. I can understand that. But, um, so that's the end of that. But before we conclude, we're going to play this. What do you got there? Oh, it's just my wife. Emma, This is my son, Charlie. Enjoy it while it lasts.
1: While it lasts? Nothing happier than the wife of a new detective. Emma's cool, man. She's different. You know my wife. You give a woman 600 Tuesdays. It ain't worth three Saturday nights. How much money you got? A lot. How many problems you got? A lot. How many people in doubted A lot. All available you units. Right? Officer
0: down. You detective Banks and route. did this has another motive
1: they're targeting cops this ship's going to go sideways fast someone's out there pulling all the strings You want to play games, motherfucker?
0: Now, what do you think of that?
1: I don't know what to think, honestly.
0: If there's one thing I like... I like how the movie looks like a high-budget movie. It looks sleek. It looks good. It does Every... look
1: sleek. It looks good, but mm-hmm. it still didn't really feel like a Saw movie up until really that last couple of seconds of the trailer mm-hmm. when you get the uh, uh, nod back to uh, the original movie.
0: Yeah, uh, there are aspects that don't. Um at the beginning, I start feeling like they're doing something new. I do see parts in the trailer that look like some things we've been there, done that territory. To be fair, this is a teaser trailer. We haven't gotten a full theatrical trailer yet, so maybe that'll sell us more on the story. I guess the other problem I have, too, is you say, oh, if somebody's targeting cops. Well, that's what was kind of happening in the original series, too, in a way. Um, but, I mean, it's doing some things here that I like. Uh, I feel like this is kind of like the high-budget Saw movie we never got. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. We got some known actors in it, so maybe it'll make it uh interesting. And I feel like there's gonna be maybe a decent story in here somewhere that maybe we're not seeing in the trailer. That's yeah, possible. We'll have to wait and see. Interesting. We'll we'll come back and we'll definitely cover that movie after it comes out, whether it's in theaters this year or we have to watch it from home. Either way, we'll cover it either way. Yeah.
1: All right. So with that, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end of our Saw retrospective.
0: Saw's over, but we got plenty of stuff coming. Uh, we hope that this. Week uh, you're if the you Matrix. tuned, let's
1: say if you tuned in earlier this week to our the beginning of our Matrix retrospective, we covered the mm-hmm. first movie in great detail.
0: Yeah, pretty great detail. I mean, we couldn't do the whole trilogy in one podcast; it just wasn't possible.
1: No, it's really not going to be able to do that. That's why we ended up deciding to split them into their own movies. Mm -hmm. But Um, we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, After we get done with the Matrix retrospective, we're kind of on a toss-up as to what we're going to do
0: next. Well, I know uh, Jeremy threw out two good ones. I know he really wants to do Jurassic Park, and he also wants to do Terminator. So those are two great retrospectives to do, Um, especially since we got a Jurassic Park movie coming out next year. Uh, Terminator, we don't know where the series is going after Dark Fate. It's kind of a toss-up. But either way, they're two great series to discuss.
1: Here's something that we could also do if we decided on it. Mm-hmm. What about doing Batman, like covering all the Batman movies through the different eras
0: through Burton, Schumacher? Well, we already did Nolan with ours, um, but I guess we could revisit, you know, Nolan, Schumacher, and then go to Affleck as far as doing Batman vs Superman.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not a bad idea. I like that idea too. I think that would be a great idea. Um, you know, if, if if we can't do it with all five of us because we already have those two things we could do it with whoever wants to do it, you know, on the side, you know, um, if you want to do it and I want to do it, that's great. And we'll see if uh, which one of the three guys maybe wants to join us on that. I think it'd be a fun one too.
1: Yeah. We have something else to look forward to to discuss. Yeah. Especially Batman and Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Yay. (laughs) But anyways, Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Kaposik here with Mike Winkler from LCA movie reviews. That's a wrap.
0: Cut and print. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming next month, our Matrix retrospective continues with The Matrix Reloaded. Also, be on the lookout for more original episodes and retrospectives in the coming weeks. To read more of our reviews and listen to all our podcasts, go to lcamoviereviews.com or lcamoviereviews.squarespace.com Thank you for listening to the Lights, Camera, Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast.